0: Morning, everybody. Oh, it's good to see everybody here today. Thanks so much for being here on this November 12th. Wow, middle of November, and uh, we're heading into the thankful season and into Christmas. And if you've been to Lowe's, you know it's been Christmas for about four months. But anyway, we're grateful that you're here. Folks that are with us online, hello to you all. Uh, we're grateful that you've, you've joined us, and we want you to feel like you're participating and uh, being a part of the prayer and being a part of communion and everything that's going on. So if you have any prayer requests, uh, as always, you can write it there in the comments line of uh, Facebook and make sure that you've taken some time to uh, get your communion elements ready for when we receive it together in a little bit. And if you have any information, you can find it at ccmonline.org. So we say welcome to y'all.
1: Taneka is going to start our call to worship.
0: (laughs) Not
1: me.
0: <laughs> she just wanted to say good morning
2: I to just, everybody. Yes. So I say, hey, say good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Come on, tell good, good morning. morning. How about that? Good morning. <laughs> All right, our call to worship this morning is from Psalm 78. Pay attention, my people, to my instructions. Listen to the words I speak. I will sing a song that imparts wisdom. I will make insightful observations about the past. What we have heard and learned that which our ancestors have told us, we will not hide from their descendants.
1: We will tell the next generation about the Lord's praiseworthy acts. God commanded our ancestors to make his deeds known to their descendants so that next generation, children yet to be born might know about them. They will grow up and they will tell their descendants about them, and then they will place their confidence in God. They will not forget the works of God and they will obey God's commands.
0: Amen. But well, let's read together this time as that first line says, Let's pay attention, my people, and let's listen. Pay attention, my people, to my instruction. Listen to the words I speak. I will sing a song that imparts wisdom. I will make insightful observations about the past. What we have heard and learned, that which our ancestors have told us, we will not hide from their descendants. We will tell the next generation about the Lord's praiseworthy acts. God commanded our ancestors to make his deeds known to their descendants so that the next generation, children yet to be born, might know about them. They will grow up and tell their descendants about them. Then they will place their confidence in God. They will not forget the works of God and they will obey God's commands. So let's just take a few moments in the silence to maybe meditate on the word or the phrase that resonated with you in your mind, in your heart, in your soul. and Let's hear the things that God is saying to us. God how grateful we are that the things that you're teaching us are not just for us but God they're to spread your love around the world they're to spread your love to the next generation that they might make known that love to the following generations God we thank you today As our communion team comes up, let's continue to prepare our hearts and think about that which God has for us. Let us think about the mystery that is this communion meal together. Let's remember that this meal is an extension of that meal that Jesus had with his friends on that Passover Eve before his crucifixion. And we remember the way that Jesus showed us his love. On that evening before he died, he gathered with his friends, just like we're doing. We're gathering together as a community of friends. And during that meal, he took a loaf of bread, gave thanks for it, and broke it. And he passed it around, just as we're being instructed to pass around that And with these words, he said, this is my body broken for you. Eat this and remember me. And can we say together, friends, Jesus, we remember you. Jesus, we remember you. And after the meal, in the same way as they were reclining with one another, and some probably resting, some probably a little anxious about what was going on around them, But Jesus still desired for his friends to know the great love that he had for them and in turn to be told to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. Jesus took the cup, gave thanks for it and passed it around with these words. This is my covenant. Drink this and remember me. So together we say, Jesus, we remember you. And we're reminded that every time we eat bread like this, every time we drink the cup like this, we remember Jesus, and we remember his everlasting love for us and every generation. And together we all say amen. Amen. You're invited to come up to receive, or if you prefer, you can go to the back just invite you to continue to open your heart to the love of God in the midst of this wonderful meal together. And as our friends, the Shackeys, lead us in prayers of the people. Let's join with them in agreeing for these prayers. Lord, we come for you before you today and we thank you for the kind words the people say to us.
3: Lord, we pray for healing for Chloe.
0: Lord, we pray for protection from illnesses.
2: We pray for crossroads.
0: We pray for health and longevity.
2: Prayers, please, for my sister, Joanne.
3: We need God's healing hands upon her.
0: Lord, we pray for those struggling, those struggling with mental health, and those struggling with things to prevent them from being where they need to be.
3: Lord, we pray for Chloe as she is in that hospital.
1: to Crossroads. We're so blessed to have you here this morning. Just a few notes to share what's happening here at Crossroads. We have a lot coming up. So if you're new today for the very first time, saw some new faces and some faces I haven't seen in a while, so welcome, welcome. Um, But if today's your first time, we'd love the opportunity to connect with you. We have a free gift for you. If you want to stop over at Next Steps Kiosk after service, we'd love the chance to say hello to you in person. Tomorrow is our food pantry night, so yes, it's the time of the month that we clear this room and create a uh, grocery store for people who have some needs, uh, some food needs. So, if you can stay uh, after service, we're going to clear just this side of the room for our food pantry tomorrow, so if you're able to do that, that would be awesome. And as you know, we've been uh, doing a fundraiser for our food pantry, and so look at that, for October... Our expenses were 1388, and we brought in 1368. So, twenty dollars. Had I known that, I would have threw another twenty in. But yeah, so that's great. We're so blessed that you guys have been participating with that. It's so helpful. And uh, also, we have our kids' uh, small group night coming up. Our high school group is with Jaquiel. Middle school with Stacy. Middle school boys are with AJ. So. It's a great night on Friday, November 17th for fun and games and friendship and food. I'm sure there'll be food. So if you have a teenager or middle school, high schooler, make sure you sign them up to come or talk to any of the leaders about what to expect or what's, uh, what's needed for that night. Also, we have... So we have Friday the 17th, that's the the kids' night. And then November the 18th, we have our transforming retreat from 10 a.m. to 1. That's for high school up to adults, a chance for you to grow and connect. And then, um, Sunday, November 19th, a chance to serve and connect. We're going to clean the, clean the, or deck the halls and clean the walls. So isn't that great? So we're going to do it family style. We're going to order pizzas in and have a lot of fun with that. And then, last but not least, we have a chili cook-off coming up. So those of you who have been around for our chili cook-offs, they're a lot of fun. I think I know who won the chili cook-off last year, and she's in the room right now. Or they are in the room right now. But Sunday, December 10th, It (laughs) it, it probably was fixed. But, no, it was a really good chili. It was a really good chili. Um, So Sunday, December 10th, after church So Jeff and Erin Anderson, there's their picture right there They're right here They're going to be, after service um, They're going to be in the back And so if you have questions about this But it's going to be a super fun gathering And a way to do a little fundraiser A way for you to buy some Christmas presents So not only are we doing um, a chili cook-off Where we can all have a meal together But we have a silent auction happening at the same time And the silent auction is designed for you to do a little bit of Christmas shopping. And also, if you're a business owner or a crafter and want to donate something to the silent auction, we are taking donations. We're taking people signing up to make chili. Uh, Or if you just say, hey, I just want to come that day and eat some chili, we want you to come. So save the date for that. Lots of fun's going to happen that day. And uh, Jeff and Aaron will be around to answer any questions. And as always, you can snap this QR code and find out what's happening here at Crossroads. Thanks.
3: Well, good morning. So, this is the second time in 32 years. That Scott missed church because he was sick. The first time, Sean still had hair, and um, and he called he called Sean in the middle of the night. Both of us had the flu, and he's like, "Sean, Sean, can you bring a message tomorrow?" And Sean's like, "Of course I can, absolutely. Stay home, get well, don't infect us." And um, and so he showed up, and he did this whole drama with his hair. He like made it look like he had bed head, and he says, you know, so when you get the call, are you ready for when you get the call for God to ask you to do something that you didn't intend, right? And uh, so anyway, I'm doing something I didn't intend, and Scott and I were supposed to talk together today, and so I will do my best to, I'll do Scott, and then I'll do Claire. Okay. <laughs> And then Tanaka will pretend she's Scott right now while we carry this table up. Everybody just say, oh, Lord, heal Scott real quick. Yeah. Amen. And um, so, you know, he actually came. He used to tell our children when they said they were sick, he'd say, go take a shower and then let's see how you do. So then they'd go take a shower, and then he'd drive them to school and he'd say, Call me after first hour. Let's see how you do. Then they call after first hour. He's like, Call me after second hour. Anyway, so he, he, uh, he was that parent. I gave my kids mental health days all the time. It's like, I feel really bad. Michigan lost to Michigan State this weekend, and you're having a really bad day. So you can stay home. <laughs> Anyhow. Don't judge my parenting. It was how I was connecting with my kids. We're going to talk about practice making permanent again this week. And isn't that wonderful to think about practice not making perfect, but practice making permanent. That actually when we are practicing our faith, there's a new way for us to actually come alive. So, you know, you got these neural pathways. It's why you get up in the morning and you do the thing you do the way you always do. Can anybody say you do that? You get up, you got like a thing. You got a thing, right? You get up, you might just kind of mosey to the coffee pot. Maybe you brush your teeth first. Maybe you look at your phone first. I don't know. But you have a set of neural pathways that have you do what you do. And so, if you choose some new practices, you can do some new do. Amen. Last week, we talked about spiritual friendship. And for those of you who weren't here, make sure you get the card on the way out. This is a way to actually have a practice with a friend so that when you're getting together, you're not just talking about the Michigan, Ohio State, oh, how I hate. Doesn't anybody else know that? I have a grandchild that when they were born, they got a onesie from my sister that said, I just got here and I already hate Ohio State. Sorry about that, Griff. I know you're a fan. Okay. So, um, so I have no idea what I was talking. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we're not just gathering around the things maybe that we have in common, although that's great. I mean, I know that Jim Steele loves to go bowling with people and beat them. All oh, That's a great friendship, right? Those are fun friendships. And spiritual friendships have a bit of a different uh, purpose and intention, that you're actually meeting up with people so that your life with God deepens and your friendship strengthens by the power of the Holy Spirit. So check that out if you weren't here um, last week. And then today, you have read the same scripture twice already. You know, sometimes people will say, don't they know they already read that one? And there is this spiritual practice called Lectio Divina, and it just means divine reading. It's reading the scripture so the scripture can read you. Right? It's not like Bible study, which is awesome. That's a different way to be with scripture. You can, you, know, you can do Bible study and get a different set of gifts from that. But Lectio Divina is a contemplative way to read the scripture so that God has space to talk. You're not doing anything to work. You're actually listening for the word that God is saying to you. So today you heard uh, the psalm in uh, the call to worship, and you heard it at communion. And then the third time you hear it, it moves like this. You read, you reflect, and then you respond. And so the responding is a time just to talk to God about what you heard in that scripture. And then the fourth time we read it, we rest. We rest. And know that God is able to do what God needs to do in us if we are open and available to God. So I'm going to read the scripture to you one more time, okay, now, and then one more time at the very end. So just get comfortable wherever you are. You can soften your gaze, let your eyes go to the floor. Maybe you'd like to just um, look at the words on the screen or the cross. But let's just take a breath. And as we hear the word this time, we want to talk to you about it, God, about what we're hearing, about what is standing out for us. Because we know that the scripture can read our lives and help us find the way, the truth, and the life. So again, pay attention, my people, to my instruction. Listen to the words I speak. I will sing a song that imparts wisdom. I will make insightful observations about the past. What we have heard and learned, that which our ancestors have told us, we won't hide from their descendants. We will tell them to the next generation about the Lord's praiseworthy acts. God commanded our ancestors To make his deeds known to their descendants so that the next generation, children yet to be born, might know about them. They will grow up and tell their descendants about them. Then they will place their confidence in God. They will not forget the works of God. And they will obey God's commands. So have a conversation in your heart or with your pen in your own journal. Talk to God about what you're hearing God say to you in this scripture. And then if you'd like to stay in the silence for another minute or two, keep your head maybe bowed. But if you'd like to tell the person with you what you're hearing in the scripture, just turn to them and say, here's what I'm hearing. Here's what I'm hearing in the scripture. So those that want to stay alone, keep your, your gaze down. And those who want to tell your friend, look up and look at them and say, here's what I heard. So Scott and I practice this kind of prayer every morning. We listen to Scripture, and then we turn to each other, and we tell one another what we've heard. And then we pray it, and we say, Oh, God, help. (laughs) Help us. And when I look, I I was telling one of the dads today, when I look at some of the young people that I saw as itty-bitty babies in this place, I want to say... it's really important that we tell every generation about the goodness of God. You know, that this message of Jesus, the good news of Christ, is not just for me. It is for every generation after me. And, and we could say thank you for the people before us that shared the word with us. And there is this intentional sharing uh, in the practice on Sunday morning. You know. Um, I I told you about the power of the post-it note today. And that's not the first time I've heard someone say, we prayed that and I can't, I got to tell you what happened this week. Anybody want to lift their hand about a post-it note for a moment, just that prayer? Yeah? Anybody want to lift a hand about praying, maybe lighting a candle? Anybody want to lift a hand about uh, when they sang and something shifted on the inside of them and they started to trust God? in a fresh way. Anybody want to talk about that? Anybody want to talk about when they went in the waters of baptism and something shifted on the inside of them? Anybody want to talk about that? I mean, I'm not going to make you come up and talk. Just raise your hand there, right? See, transformation requires your intention and attention, and practice really does make permanent. When we show up, trust me, God's already here. On Sunday mornings when we worship, when we ascribe worth to God, we realize that this is actually a skill that can be learned, and we could call it absorption, right? That actually we have the capacity to be caught up in music or the word or a prayer and something shifts on the inside of us because of this kind of collective trust. Can I get an amen? Some of you love to say amen. If I have any ameners, give me an amen. amen. All right. And so some of you will never say amen in church. And that is cool. Okay? I'll tell you why in a minute. So I love this little this little prayer. Remember the Sabbath. It is not a suggestion, but rather the first of all commands. For God knew we would need this rhythm of rest in the beginning and every generation since. Even and especially in the middle of life, when we are called by so many names that belong to duty and performance that call us away from our first and forever name, beloved child of God. We are surrounded by generations and expectations that will never tire of asking more from you Filling your days with obligation that is both rich and weary, that tempts you to forget you are mortal. God grant us the courage to rest, to resist the idols of busy and best, and to learn to stand ourselves long enough to hear you call our name, to notice what you are making even without our help or hindrance. Amen. Bless our deep breaths. Go ahead and take one. Our long sighs and our fearful fidgets, so that we will trust your presence in our nothingness and learn to believe that the world will keep spinning and it is enough to simply be your people. The gift of a Sunday gathering, we ascribe worth ship. What are we saying our life is worth? What are we saying God is worth? to us on this day people pray these body prayers they come up to communion they come up to bring offering they get their bodies baptized they ascribe worth there are people serving in that back room here with video and upstairs with the children and all over the room they are ascribing worth i love that today after church we set up for food pantry We are ascribing worth to God and to God's people. So I just want to say you're different. I think you knew that. Some of you are kinesthetic types, you're gut types, and you really, like, you want to throw your whole body into that thing, right? When you're, I've had people say to me, why don't you guys dance in church? I say, well, I do, right? But the person I stand next to doesn't. And there is this kinesthetic type, and you might be high in gut intelligence, if that's you. There are audio types in here, heart intelligence, high heart intelligence. It's like, ha, right? You got this, I got to sing. I got to sing to get the piggy power. And then there are the other, the visual, the head types, those that they have uh, high IQ, and they need to see pictures up on the screen, right, Ron? I mean, there are ways that each of us connect with God. And when we ascribe worship, you may never go light a candle, right? You may never break it down like Tanaka. You may never hit that set like Jordan. You may never write a book. You may never serve communion, But there are ways each and every one of us are able to come alive in God's presence on Sunday morning where we ascribe what we say is worthy. This is the place collectively where we say, God, you are worthy. And this is what I want to do with my life. Hebrews says it this way, let us consider how we can spur one another on toward love and good deeds and not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching friends the power of the post-it note I'm telling you I need the power of the post-it note in my life I have to write my prayers I want to sing my prayers I want to light my prayers I don't know how you want to pray but just walking in today was a body prayer wherever our people are serving all over the building that is a body prayer I want to pray with God's people. I need to pray with God's people. So our intentional church group put together this beautiful Celtic cross, and they talked about connection and growth and justice and how community, when we come together, we actually are saying, hey, what are we doing together in the works of justice? What are we doing together to connect? Thanks, Jeff and Aaron, for doing chili. We just want to say those of us who like to eat are very pleased, <laughs> right? And 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 those that want to say, I I need I need some growth. I've got some patterns in my life or some addictions in my life, and I need a new set of neural pathways. Friends, this is church. You can just take a few, just take a look at some of your favorite things. I don't know. If you see it, shout it out. We got shouters in the room. Go ahead. One of your bullets, name it. Did someone say sleeping? Oh, you can't? Well, that's really too bad. It says so many great things. So here's what we'll do. I'll read it to you. So there are the work of the people, you know, when some people say, I don't like liturgy, I don't want to go to one of those churches with liturgy, liturgy is in every church. It's like, you know, you pray, and then you sing, and then you, you know, you you go to Sunday school, whatever it is. Liturgy just means the work of the people. Can you say the work of the people? Because it's not your pastor's job to get you to heaven and live heaven all the way to heaven. It's, we are, it's the work of the people. We sing together and encourage one another. We show up and encourage one another. We participate in, in justice work, and we encourage one another. We're spurring one another on. So we are here to be the community of faith, hope, and love, to call uh, the call to worship and psalm reading, diverse music that brings unity. Can we say amen? You know that song you don't like? You got to wait for yours. Written prayers and readings, spontaneous prayers, prayers of the people, prayers of agreement, post-it notes, body prayers, coming in the door, the candle wall, raising hands, clapping hands, singing, anointing with oil, blessing kids and teachers with prayer, contemplative practices like Lectio Divina and reflection and examine and silence and taking a breath. Words of encouragement, prophetic words, signs of peace, greeting, spoken gospel message, serving in prayer in kids' church and greeting and you name it, say it out loud, you know where you serve. Reflection and response, blessing and benediction, food pantry setup. I just want to say these are the collective prayers of the people and we need one another. We need to to be there for each other to spur one another on toward love and good deeds. So Kelly Finn might have to help me because she's younger and smarter than me. But we'll see if I can do it. So everybody, get your phone out. Come on. Let's do it. Don't worry, it's nothing scary. It's so much fun. You're going to say, wow, I never knew Claire was fun. (laughs) Thank you for that. All right, so here's what's going to happen. I'm going to bring up a code. Everybody go to the code. This is going to be so much fun. Wherever it is, just hover with your photo thing. Yep. And get there. You guys all know how to do this. You do it everywhere. Are
0: you
3: ready? And then some of you, I just want to honor you that you don't bring your phone to church. That's cool, too. So, whatever it is, just get on there. Oh, look. So, you, oh, some people are putting their names on there. You don't have to, but you sure can. You can choose a name, like Piggy Power. You can choose any, I mean, nice names, and you can use your own name. So, no matter what, just use initials so nobody knows who you are. I'm loving the emojis. Excellent. Keep it coming, keep it coming. By the way, it's not a quiz, and nobody is going to get anything wrong. There's no way to get anything wrong. It's not a quiz. Here we come. Come on. Come on. Yeah. We're getting first and last names. Some people are going to be proud of their answers. They're like, I'm not going incognito. I want you to know what I'm about to say. Good. Keep it Ooh, the drummer. I wonder who that is. Uh Uh-huh. You know, I don't, ah, can I? Show me how. Oh, look at you. Hey. Woo. See that? Younger, smarter people needed all the time. All right. See, this is going to be fun. We've got some people willing to play. Mm Mm-hmm. Come on. All right. Y'all ready? That's all that wants to play? Are you sure? Oh, good. Here we go. Thanks. Come on, GM. I'm number one. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Good job, everybody. I was worried nobody would do this with me, and then I'd be up here twisting in the sun. We got an enigma. Uh Uh-huh. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, about... 30 more seconds to get you up and running. If you see a young person next to you, they'll help. Okay, here we go. Now, it'll tell you if you can choose multiple things. You absolutely can, right? And you're going to, um, you'll see on your phone, it'll give you the hint here, and then on your phone you'll choose, okay? And the first time, I think you get 30 seconds, so you're going to be able to do it. Are you ready? All right, we're going to start. Here we go. Kahoot. Everybody say kahoot. Kahoot. We're in cahoots. Okay, Sunday service, everybody. All right. So here it is. It's a multi-select. What is your favorite part of the worship service? Choose as many as you want. Don't choose the ones you don't like. So just choose as many as you want. What is your favorite part of the worship service? Look at these lightning fast answerers. It's giving you little words of encouragement too, isn't it? Saying, good job. Mm -hmm. Wow, excellent. Here we go. And for the win, music. Woo! Oh, and two like the offering. And that might be part of the problem. Lord in your mercy. Interesting. You know, um, Bonnie said to me, I just don't understand why people don't love to give, right? And I said to Don, I said, this is what Bonnie said. He goes, I know, I watch her every Sunday, it's a ritual. She walks up to the, (laughs) so puts her praise over it anyway. So I just want to say, let's raise up all of these, right? Come on. Let's get a little over two for the offering in Jesus name. I love it. Glad you're here for the music, but do you know it costs money and electricity to run this sound equipment and maybe heat in the winter time? I know that doesn't have anything to do with music. But if you were with us during COVID and you saw Don's fingers freeze trying to play the guitar in the cold, you know why your offering matters. So there you go. I mean, we can worship outside, but Don might quit. Okay. So beautiful. We see that loving the scripture, the spoken message, the prayers, communion, And and so do you see how you are across the board? You've got some different ways of being in church. So let's go to the next question. Ooh, ooh, John A., you're at the top. Look at her, 1,893. I don't know what that means, but we're going to celebrate you. Okay. I think it's because you did it faster than anybody. Another multi-select. Why is church attendance important to you? Communion, Sabbath rhythm, celebrating my faith, community, corporate worship, and prayer keeps me centered. Go ahead. Why is church attendance important to you? Beautiful. 32 answers already. This time, people are wishing they hadn't put their name on there. But see, I won't see. I won't see X, so I won't know anything. All right, are you ready? Communion, community, sabbath, corporate worship and prayer. Celebrating my faith keeps me centered. And we didn't put God in there cuz we knew you would all choose that. Right? We want to know, why is church attendance important to you? What are you missing when you're not here? And you are, you're unable to be here. And so, Scott, while you're online today, we just want to say we hope you can feel our collective effervescence and our blessings toward you. All right. Here we go. Mm, I'm number one. No, you're not. John A. still is. <laughs> All right. The next question. Are you ready? Are you ready? It's a multi-select. What is your favorite part of the musical? Worship portion, right? Is it body prayer, raising your hands, bowing your head, listening, words and sounds, community, hearing other people, or singing, hearing your own prayer? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So, listening to words and sound right? Yeah, that is important. There is something that happens in us as we're sharing in this same space that sociologists call collective effervescence. And it's beautiful, right, to hear others singing and others uh, speaking and praying. It, it, it enlarges our own inner reality and our faith. Beautiful. John A., you just are not going to lose your spot, are you? You and number one go out to lunch. Yes, yes. E has a streak with three correct answers in a row. I don't know how in the world they call your answers correct or incorrect, but there you go. All right, and here's four of four. This is a multi-select. What is your favorite kind of prayer in the Sunday service? Prayers of the people, blessing the kids, serving as a prayer. You know, some of you run from us when we come your way. The candle wall, silence, raising hands. What's your, what's your favorite kind of prayer in the body in Sunday service? Ding, ding, ding. All right, prayers of the people. You know, isn't that beautiful? So we used to write the prayers of the people, remember? And, and since we have been praying uh, in this way, I, I just have to say it's a, it's a big one for me, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so a nice spread of understanding what we need. Um, some people, we've got 29 who need some silence as much as they need prayer with the people, right? That this might be the only place you've gotten silence all week. And so I think we're about to see the winner. <laughs> number three is Jim. Number two is A and A, and number one, guess who? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, so much fun. So anyway, you know, I figured if Scott wasn't going to be with me today, I had to do something exciting. Yeah. Okay. So if somebody can come up and see and give me my slideshow back. Let's see if I can find it. I think I did. Ta-da. Why do we need to be with each other the first day of the week? Practice makes permanent. There are things that will get passed down from generation to generation. How many of you, your parents took you to church? Yeah. And I think about, you know, I went to Catholic school, so I, was, I went to church three times a week. One with my grade, one with the whole school, and then on Sunday morning. And if my dad was the lector that day, it might be two or three times. So I, I was, uh, I was um, drugged to church, as they say. I, that, was the, um, that was my life. And I thank God because I heard words of life from Scripture, And so I just want to say this matters, that practice makes permanent, my friends. And so let's pray for a moment and just say, God, what is the way you want me to begin to practice my corporate worship? And would you help me to understand that my participation is not just for me and my family, but it's for generations to come. There's one more practice that's only going to take about a minute here, and it's the practice of retreat. And some of us practice retreat quarterly because this is not enough time for silence. We need a longer stretch, some of us. Some of us need a longer time in listening to Scripture and meditating on Scripture. And some of us need time that we just say, I'm making a date with God this month. I want to go be with God. I'm going to, I, my intention is to say to God, I just want to hear from you. And if that wasn't good enough, I want you to know that it improves your brain function and strengthens your cognitive arsenal. The time in silence together in retreat is not a weird indulgence. It's actually good for your mental health. And so we invite you to consider it. It not only is good for your mental health, it's good for your creativity and unleashing your imagination. I can't tell you how many times people on retreat told us afterward, I have a dream. Uh, Many of you know the story of Hannah sitting in this room in the silence during a retreat and God spoke to her and said, Hannah, um, I want you to dream about what the world could be like if you and I did some things together. I want you to dream about it with me. I know people who've started their businesses because they've had time enough to hear the voice of God when all the other voices have been crowding out. The change in environment, the exposure to new experiences, the opportunity for self-expression, it can spark creativity in ways. I got to tell you, I gave birth to two schools out of being on retreat and uh, living some things that I never would have had the time to hear, because I just move breakneck fast. It improves your mood, by the way, scientists say. Hmm. It'll give you a ray of light in the darkness. Depression and anxiety can cast dark shadows on our lives, and retreats give us a chance to nurture our inner reality and a way to improve our mood and, re- and reduce symptoms that might cause us mental distress. So if you've been feeling crowded, like you can't make it, you're moving at breakneck speed, you don't know if you can make it, it's just too much, my life's too busy, you might need a retreat. It can be super helpful, and there's one next Saturday. Who knew? So, you know, we don't just go outside and walk the labyrinth that our beautiful lawn team, thank you Charles and friends, cut for us to be able to do prayer path, but we also are in So if you're not an outside person, you don't have to go out there with ticks and deer, just so you know. And the questions on retreat that should never go away is, who do you say that I am, is what Jesus asks you. And then, you know, and he'll also ask, what's it like to be you right now? And you'll get to have an honest conversation. So with that, I'm going to close with the scripture that we began with. Take a breath, everybody, and hear the word from the lectionary psalm this morning, a psalm that the entire Christian community that uses a lectionary is praying on this day. Pay attention, my people, to my instruction. Listen to the words I speak. I will sing a song that imparts wisdom. I will make insightful observations about the past. What we have heard and learned, that which our ancestors have told us, we will not hide from their descendants. We will tell the next generation about the Lord's praiseworthy acts. God commanded our ancestors to make his deeds known to their descendants so that the next generation children yet to be born might know about them. They will grow up and tell their descendants about them. Then they will place their confidence in God. They will not forget the works of God, and they will obey God's commands. Let's stand together.
2: So I'll sing to the Lord Over and over I'll sing to the Lord Over and over And with every setting sun I'm grateful I'll sing of your love over and over, I'll sing of your love. Over and over, I'll sing with every setting sun. Your faithful, I'll sing of your love. Over and over, I'll sing of your love. Over and over. I'll
3: We Thank you for this day. I thank you for musicians who never know what I'm going to sing next and try their best to follow. I thank you, God, for the people of God who've lifted their voices and their hands and their hearts to you on this day. And will you send us out in your name to bring the message that you've given to us so generously? The new morning mercy, the way you're... Mercy comes over and over again to us. Bless, my friends, with new morning mercy and with every setting sun, the faithfulness of God. We pray these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Have an awesome week, everybody.